Hello, friends. You have Jake and Seth today. We're going to do another little news sesh. Uh, it is February 17th, 2022. We're still here for now. Um, yeah, we're just going to do a quick little news thing. First, Seth, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Hanging in there. You know, feeling good today. Happy to be uh, uh, talking to you, as always. I know, I know. This is such a nice... I look forward to this every week. It's a nice break for my life. So some of the stories might be a little dated, but again, we, we're not doing this daily. So we're going to be catching up a bit here on a few topics. But um, the first thing I just wanted to quickly note, Spider-Man moved like number three all time domestically. It's made 1.8 billion globally, um, doing really well. I did want to, the Oscar noms came out. I've just, I'm not going to do my annoying, I'm getting too old to be angry. I'm turning into an angry old white man. I don't want that to happen. Um, but the one thing that stood out to me, and I, I know I said this before, I don't think Sp- I loved Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, excuse me, No Way Home. I don't think it was the best film of the year. Like, it might have been my favorite, but I, I can critically say, I, I think objectively, I don't think it was, like, the best made movie. Or at least I'm, if someone made that argument, I wouldn't fight it. With that being said, the fact they got one nomination for effects, which they like, pretty much just used to give some... That's always goes to the comic book sci-fi blockbuster films nowadays for the most part, the, the special effects. What bothered me were the films like Dune got nominated, which is an incomplete story. Like Infinity War got bashed for being half a story and Dune's half a story. But I still see Dune as being a good film, so I can even forgive that. But then I see Don't Look Up got nominated for Best Picture. That has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I know that's not how they judge it, but Spider-Man has a 93%. So that's a huge disconnect within the critical community about what constitutes a good movie. And for that to be nominated, and this wasn't, and then the, the thing that just blew my mind was that West Side Story got nominated. That film made no money. I didn't see it, so I can't, but like that film made no money. That film was a complete flop. And also like talk about, again, I know the biggest knock against comic book films and sci-fi is it's not original. You rehash it. This was a remake. This was a remake of a film from 50 years ago that crashed and bombed. And yet it's like, I, I haven't seen it again. So I, I, it's hard. I know it's unfair for me to say that, but at the same time, like Spielberg makes a remake of this and gets, makes no money. gets an Oscar nom. Meanwhile, John Watts creates the biggest film of the year also, the thing that this would drive me crazy more than anything. Now more than ever, like these films are booing the box office. They're literally keeping the industry alive. And so for them to be such a big part of the actual economics of the industry and for it to be less than ever a part of the award show, like for me, it's not a problem because it's it's not new. It's been going on forever. It's why the award shows get no love. Like nobody, they're so out of touch. But like for me, it, I know I said I want to get angry. I am. I've gone or gone too long. Those are my thoughts, Seth specifically for spider-man so i'm gonna throw it to you yeah i uh, again i i I think those are all valid uh criticisms the awards uh themselves have gotten a little uh it's just kind of odd at this point um i think i mentioned to you like i almost feel like there should be two different award shows at this point because it's like they should just do the critics awards sort of thing where they do the arty movies that only a few people really watch and don't make a lot in the box office and then i feel like they should have another award show for all the movies that were like in the top 10 of the box office or something. Cause at this point they really are just two different categories. And it's like, you look at the, the best picture noms 
and you can see they're trying to like sort of fill in different it's like they're kind of trying to check off boxes so it's like you have movies like licorice pizza um and power of the dog um and um you know, the, the Coda and that, that Belfast movie that's kind of like the big international movie. It's like, those are movies not a lot of people saw. and But I know for a fact that they're going to win the majority of the awards because that's how the critics are looking at them. But then it's like, they also have movies, like you said, you know, like Dune's in there, King Richard is in there, um, uh, Don't Look Up, uh, Nightmare Alley. Uh, some of those, you know, ha- have been seen by a lot more people. And it's like, I mean, Dune's the kind of movie, it got good reviews when it came out. But and I, you know, I think it did well in terms of making money. But like you said, I think if you're if you were just looking at like big box office movies, there's no way that anyone would rank that ahead of the Spider-Man movie. And so it's like they're kind of trying to like do two things at once with that nomination. Um, you know, I've heard bad reviews about Nightmare Alley, and so I haven't actually watched that Guillermo del Toro movie. I, I actually have film. seen that film. I'm sorry, I, I'll let you finish. But I actually saw that film. That was one I forgot to mention. Okay, yeah. And so it's like you know. It's, some of it too is just like you know Nightmare Alley is by Guillermo del Toro West Side Stories by Steven Spielberg um, Licorice Pizza is Paul Thomas Anderson and Don't Look Up is Adam McKay and it's just like those are big time directors that are you know usually nominated for different categories and awards and sometimes it just feels like they're like oh this is a Spielberg movie so this gets a nomination and it's just like I don't feel like that's being I, again I haven't seen this West Side Story remake um, I have seen the original, but I haven't seen this remake. I mean, I did hear some things about it. I, I was surprised it got nominated for Best Picture. Um, I just I, want I mean, to say, to quickly jump in there, was that specifically, yeah. um, I think you're 100% right. Like, whether it's categories, like, I think the fact that it's a musical. Like, I think there are a lot of theater yeah. geeks and musical nerds who, like, want, who are were, see that that industry is really failing and, and really, that genre is really on a hard time right now ever since Cats. Um but the thing, to your point, like Coda, Licorice Pizza, even King Richard, like those, I get those aren't going to have the same distribution. They're not going to have big audiences. They're not going to have big big box offices. And I don't think that it should be a, just a, a ranking of box offices. I do think it needs to be taken into account, though. And when I say that, it's like Licorice Pizza isn't going to have a huge distribution. It's not going to be on a lot of screens. So like for there, it's like you don't expect it to make a lot of money. You want it to be critically well received and get some buzz from people who do see it. But West Side Story and Nightmare Alley had big budgets. Those were Christmas holiday temple movies, and they bombed. I did not see West Side Story. I did see Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley is not a good film. I'm not joking. Nightmare Alley was made for a different audience. And I'm not saying like, oh, this is made for an older audience. Um, Like this is made for 60 plus. No, 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 no. This was made for 50 and 60 year olds in the 80s. It's all like the speech patterns and everything is like old, old timey. Hey, like, Hey, see now we got a, we got a hawker here. We got a gawker. We got a spinster and a winster. It's like, and it's also, you have a horror film that's devoid of horror and like horror needs a few things for it. It needs to be sexy. This film's not sexy. I'm sorry. You have Rooney Mara yet. You have Bradley Cooper, but they're dressed, you know, like from they're the 1930s, which wasn't what you'd call a sexy time. So you have like, it's not sexy. It's not fun. It's not. Um, it's not particularly engaging or compelling. It's actually a series of events. It's not one like narrative. It is like a series of misadventures for this character. Uh, it, and it's just like it's not a good film. And, and I'm saying that critically, objectively, and subjectively, it made no money. It did not do well. 
I it went right to Hulu. I saw the film and I can say I didn't like it like me. Oh, I didn't like it. And I can also take a step back and say objectively, there wasn't much to like. Like it was to me, that one's the most surprising of all the nominations because I really haven't heard anything good about it um, from critics and like fans alike. And, and so I think it's weird that that pulled in a nomination. I know. I mean, Guillermo del Toro won Best Picture for that weird fish woman movie. I forget the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's like I do think that he's a guy. Um, they like the, like the uh, Oscars people. They, they just like his artistic eye, and I do think he does interesting things uh, visually and stuff. And you know, I think for my money, Pan's Labyrinth is still his best movie. The movie he won for, I wasn't a big fan of. And so, but I think he's just become one of these guys that they see his name. Uh, like I was saying, it's like you see Spielberg or his name on a movie, and it's like, oh, we've nominated him in the past. Let's give him a nomination. But I mean, that movie, I haven't seen it, but I agree. Everything I've heard, I was, I was pretty, I think that's the most surprising of the nominations. And, and, that, and it, again, there's even like, there are films that aren't made for me. There are films where I'm not the demo. I, I acknowledge that. Like, I saw the film Closer. I actually really liked that film Closer with Julia Roberts and um, Clive Owen and Natalie Portman. I really liked it. I didn't think it was the best movie of the year, but I understood why it was nominated because it was really good. It was provocative. It did some cool new things. I watched Nightmare Alley. I I turned it off and had to restart it two days later because I was like, I just need to finish this. Like, it's so stupid. Like, because I, and then what happened was I stopped and then the nominations came out and I saw it got nominated. And I stopped it an hour into it. I was like, okay, I'm finishing this. I, it's not a Nightmare Alley bashing. And I've already, I'm sorry, I've already talked, spent much more time on this than I thought we would. But um, it's, I, I guess it does frustrate me. It, but it, it, this is the first, I guess what, what's frustrating for me is each year I get more and more perplexed. And like they keep saying they're trying to address it and it keeps getting worse. And it seems like the, the steps they take to mitigate it just make it worse. And that's where the frustration comes from. For me. This, I've honestly, I've had more with the not since they expanded best the best picture category to 10 nominations i've continually had more issues I, I i felt much more comfortable when it was five nominations and sure a couple good movies would get snubbed every year but that's how it should be i mean i'm fine with a couple good movies not getting nominated as long as you're actually nominating like the cream of the crop for that year when you do this 10 nomination thing then you're trying to put in a big blockbuster like dune you're trying to fill in uh, an arty movie like nightmare alley or something you're trying to do a musical movie nomination it's like it shouldn't be this thing where you're checking off boxes for every category it should just be the five best movies of the year in my opinion and so i to me that's the real problem when they expanded the category it opened up the door for all these other critiques because now you're including movies that don't really belong there you're right i, I think it probably changed the lens through which they viewed it because your point when there's five you're really looking at instead of having them vote on 10 they just should have had everyone vote on five and then they would tally the top 10 they already had a top 10 like, yeah, yeah. they didn't need... Um, five, yeah, it's like, give me five honorable mentions and five actual numbers. Like, I'd be more uh, happy with that than, like, doing what they're doing now because, it, again, it just, it opens the door for weird... I mean, there's just movies, yeah, like, they probably shouldn't be nominated for Best Picture. I mean, there's no, you know, there's nowhere... This is... Like this, that, objectively and subjectively, it just shouldn't be there. And this is where my problem, this is where I really, this is what really bothers me. And I'll end it after this, but the hit for the history lesson. They expanded to 10 the year after The Dark Knight because nobody, even critics, could believe that this film, which was one of the best received of the year, like Dark Knight was bigger than Iron Man the year it came out. Like Dark Knight was huge. It was critically well received. It hit a billion, which no comic book film had done. Like it was light years ahead of the Avengers. 
and it was better received still today than I think any, maybe other than Black Panther, any other Marvel comic book film. And they expanded it so that those type of films that were critically well-received, commercially successful, and then also capture the zeitgeist, like outside of that, like Heath Ledger's Joker, like it was bigger than just movie fans. And yet, despite that, they've still missed the Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame, and Spider-Man No Way Far From Home. All, all those films had in common is they were record-breaking films at the box office, commercially successful, and majorly like huge zeitgeist moments, and not a single one was nominated. How can those not be the best films when they are actually the best films in terms of performance? Like that that's where it's blowing my mind. Like, I'm not talking sitting here like saying, oh, you know what? Um, I really think the hangover should be nominated. It made all this money. It's a stupid R-rated comedy, but like it just at a certain point, the the success of the box office, I do think needs to come into play like Titanic one. If you look at yeah. relief films that uh, films outside of comic book films and maybe like action blockbusters, like if you're at the top of that genre, if you're bringing in the box office, you traditionally get a nomination, if not the Oscar. And so, again, I get as much as I, as much as I disliked Avatar, it was the same kind of thing for that, where it hit, it hit this point box, uh, in terms of box office where it was just a cultural phenomenon. And so it had to be recognized in I do think that uh, Endgame kind of hit that point as well. Like, it, I mean, obviously broke the box office record and stuff. So, I don't, I don't know how much politics are involved in terms of like them not recognizing those types of movies. I mean, again, it's like they'll recognize, you know, the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, but they won't. You know, it, there's this weird thing with them where, you know, um, and, and I do think your your point about Dark Knight is also true, where it's like that was a movie that should have been critically received uh, as well as commercially received. And, and it should have been recognized for the awards that year, and it wasn't, and it just created a disconnect with the Oscars and the audience. And so I do think some of this is the fallout of all that. But at the end of the day, it's like I can't. I almost feel like there should just be two categories: like give me the art house awards and then give me the box office awards, and let's stop trying to play this game because you're not going to be able to play both sides. It's just not. It's not fair for both sides at this point. Yeah, the divergence is just too far now. You're right. They or they just need a new category. Even if they make a category, like that would be fine. I'd be, I mean. I'll still be pissed because they'll pick Dune over Spider-Man, but like at least if they a little recognition would be best. I'm sorry, I've let us down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Quick side of oh, the one thing I was gonna say, I love Power of the Dog, so I, I'm rooting for that. I, I hope that wins. I do think that's the odds on favorite. Um, I did think that was a good movie from the movies I've seen that are nominated. I do think that that should win, even though it wasn't. I didn't think it was like a a great, great movie, but I do think it, it probably is the best movie of the year in terms of, like, an awards type thing. Um, also, I do think, like, if you look at the acting categories, I was a, I have less um, complaints about, like, the best actor and best actress uh, nominations and stuff like that, as well as, like, best director. Um, and so I'm kind of more interested in some of those nominations um, than I am, like, best picture, to be honest. That's actually a good point. I, I haven't seen all the films, but it seemed to me that what I, from what I did know, all those, everything below the best actor, like it seemed like a lot of the right films or actors were being recognized. But like, I didn't see West Side Story with a ton of actor and actress nominations. So like, I'm not upset about that. So like, I, I did give Spielberg a nomination though, but it's like, I mean, I haven't seen the movie so all pro I know it is well-directed, but I, I mean, again, I think that he's, he's one of these guys that just feels like they give it to him like candy. I don't know how much he deserves it. So has, has he ever won? Spielberg? He did for Jaws, right? I don't think he won 
think he won for Schindler's List. Yeah. I know he was nominated for Saving Private Ryan. He may have been nominated for Jurassic Park. I was going to wonder if, like, I was wondering if, like, this could be, because I feel like when they don't win, they, like, Scorsese was getting nominated every year for every freaking movie. I felt like just because they hadn't. I felt like sometimes, like, you get the, you get, like, the career Oscar when they give it, and then you get, like, career noms. Like, if, until you get that first Oscar, they'll just keep throwing you bones. Yeah, okay, so Schindler's List, you won Best Picture and Best Director. Um, do we want to move on to the uh, to a ne- next topic, which should be sure, shorter? Sure. Yeah, hit me with another topic. Quick, quick, just thoughts on the Super Bowl and the halftime show. Oh, um, it was, uh, I mean, I hadn't watched an unstressful football game in like a month after that Niners run, and so it was kind of nice to watch a game where I wasn't pulling my hair out with every play. Um, I thought it was a good game. Um, I wasn't too happy with that, like, kind of ticky-tack holding call at the end. I did think that kind of wrecked a little bit of the drama. I thought it was a really good game kind of up to that point, and then it did kind of feel like after that holding call, the Rams were definitely going to win. Um, you you can't I, do the let them play for 58 minutes and then change in the last two. Like, that's a problem. Like, like, that's so – And I, but with that being said, I didn't think it was a foul. And if it was, it would be, like, the tickiest of the tacky, yeah. like – the way I looked at it is his hand was in front of him. Like he, but whatever it's, I was very upset that night. And then I realized that I didn't have a dog in the fight and I was just, I just have, I just don't love the NFL, but yeah. It was was a really good game. And then yeah, that, that call kind of like kind of fudged the ending a little bit where I think it could have been a really dramatic ending. There were, there were like five calls. That was the other thing they were like, and every call went against the Rams. I mean the Bengals. And I'll be honest, what it what really the reason it pissed me off, I still complain about that Saints. They shouldn't have gone to the Super Bowl in 2017 with that non-call. Yeah. Like, and I just my team sucks. I'm a Jets fan, but like I look at this franchise. Oh, by the way, fun facts: there were more people in the Super Bowl parade in L.A. than watching it. Number two, number two, L.A. not in the top ten for markets. Uh, TV markets I mean, for the Super Bowl. There's more 49er fans in the LA region than there are Rams fans. Like there aren't. I, I have no very few Los Angeles-based Rams. I, I can't. I honestly can't. can't I, I've lived in California for a while, and I couldn't tell you one like Rams LA fan. I know I, there's a lot of Raider fans too. Uh, there are no Rams, Rams fans. They there is a generation. All the Rams fans are in St. Louis. Those are the only Rams fans I know. And. Um, it, I, it's nothing against LA or the Rams. I God bless you. You won. I'm like more power to you. I wish my team. team. I will say that was a very talented team uh, on both sides of the ball. And so I, you know, and, and again they beat the Niners. I mean, they beat the Fair and Square. They beat the Bucks. They they, they 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 were a good team. They also like even the calls, whatever. Like, they made plays. They're a good team. I'm not, but it just I've seen them go to a Super Bowl on a bullshit call and win a Super Bowl on a bullshit call. And like that's just not going to make me like you. Like I'm sorry. I agree. Yeah, I don't. They're not my favorite uh, team. I also, yeah, I don't. I just don't think they, should, they belong in the LA market. Um, I just don't like the way they handled it. Like I, I had no problem until they badmouthed Goff before they traded him. Like that was so like low. Like you drafted him, you drafted him, and you coach him, and you're like. But I, I just think they're dirtbags. I've been badmouthing Goff since he was at uh, Cal Berkeley. Yeah, but you're not his coach and general manager. That's true. Like that, like that, like that's a, and also he, that was his coach. He wasn't traded at that point. That's just like, that's not a good luck. 
Like, and I don't care if he's the biggest asshole in the locker room. Like, I'm sorry, I, I'm old fashioned. I think that leaders should lead and act with integrity. And like, so Sean McVay to me is just a putz. Uh, he's he's lucky, but he's a putz. Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, McVay. I guess he's the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Now, um, I'll say this: that I know he's close friends with Shanahan. I'm happy that we have Kyle Shanahan and not Sean McVay. I still think Shanahan's better coach. I think time. I think over time, Shanahan will be the better. Although I didn't realize they Shanahan's lost some big games. I was gonna say, yeah, they as a. I'm sorry, that Falcons. I still. That was the worst. Like it was a slow motion train wreck. It it reminded me of the office scene where uh, Michael drives into the water, like because the GPS tells him to, and Dwight's trying to tell him not to, and. I remember watching the third quarter, like they would do the same thing. One run, two pass, one run, two pass. And so Belichick stuffed the line on the first, get him for a short yardage, and then would just knew. And they wouldn't, they basically ate up no clock. And the whole time, like we were just watching, we're like, run the ball, just run the ball three times this time. And then in the fourth, it's like, okay, you can still just run the ball three times in a row. You don't even need a first down. Pass, 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 all in completion. That's like, oh. They were an up-tempo offense, but that was one of the worst coaching performances I've seen in a big game like that. And he did. I mean, he's had similar big losses with the Niners. You know, we were up we were up 10 points in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. We lost the game. We lost that NFC Championship game a couple weeks ago. We were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. And so I like Shanahan a lot. I really love his offensive philosophies and stuff. I do think he's a good motivator of a lot of the, the players. But big games, um, he, he hasn't, hasn't brought home the bacon every single time. No. I think Shanahan's the better coach. Like I know he's had some bad losses. He's young though, and like he's only like they generally he's his losses have been to the Super Bowl winners. It's not like he's losing in like the divisional round and then the team gets like blown out. Like he's lost to the division. I think the Super Bowl champion in each of those times. So I, I definitely I definitely give him a break for that. But as for the halftime show, I loved it. My my wife and I we loved it. Um, she kept commenting on how much she loved it, which is funny. She normally doesn't do that, but. Um, wow. It was great. What, what were your thoughts? I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I was always a big fan of Dre, uh, even back in high school. And so it was kind of like, it was nice to hear music from when I was younger. Um, I did, you know, there was the whole like Eminem kneeling thing with the nod to Kaepernick, which was interesting. Um, and the cop, like Dre also like did, did some lyrics he was told not to do, which is the kind of thing I actually wondered, like, I know... The, the stories that came out was like the NFL told them not to do this and they did it anyway, but it still made me think like, yeah, but I mean, they had to assume they were going to do stuff they were told not to do. These guys aren't really known for like following the rules. I mean, Dr. Dre was in a group called the NWA when he started his career. And so, and he's also like a billionaire now. And so it's kind of like, I, I just wondered how, how serious they, they were when they were warned about that kind of stuff. I mean, like, like the fact that they did that stuff anyway. I mean, to your point, like Dr. Dre has more money than some of the owners, I think. Like you're not going to, yes. and like they, they always talk about in sports radio, it's really hard to tell. It's really hard to tell anyone what to do. It's really hard to tell wealthy people what to do. And it's really hard to tell wealthy, older men what to do. So uh, like, and with, to your point, I, I don't know. I think that's one of those things where like, it's to their benefit to say that because then that can appease i'm sure there's the nfl and then there's the owners i'm sure a lot of the owners didn't want that like conservative owners didn't want anything to that like it's bad looks for them blah, blah, blah. the nfl as an entity doesn't really give a crap about the upsetting a few owners so if 
by Goodell saying that, that gives him cover to the owners. And then it also helps them look good to the public because they gave them the opportunity. They gave them the stage and the opportunity to say what they wanted to say. Even if it's not what the NFL wanted, it, they still gave them the opportunity. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's kind of a wink to, to us. Like, oh, yeah. we didn't want them to do it. That was like, yeah. there was a story like Snoop Dogg. I think it was the New York Post, like Snoop Dogg smoked before the concert. Can you believe it? And everyone, like at least on the New York radio, it, they were funny. They talked about it for two seconds. They're like, ducks like water. Yeah. Like, also, like in California, that's a legal thing to do. It's, you know, it's that was exactly they're like, this is a non-story. It's legal. Um, it's also, it's Snoop Dogg. Like he's a proponent of it. And like third, it's like, that's his, like, they like named a couple of the songs. Like this is Snoop Dogg. Like that, there's no surprise here. And anyone like faking your hair or grabbing your, clutching your purse, it's like, come on. Like you're, you're, you're a phony. I, I did kind of find myself wishing for the hologram Tupac to show up, but you know, they didn't go that far. No hologram biggie. Try to get a little New York flavor in there. Team bigs. Maybe when, when Puffy does it, maybe they'll pull that out. Oh no, that's the only problem. I love biggie. The only problem is that puff daddy character always floating around them. I actually like Mace. Remember Mace? He was like part of that little crew too. I enjoyed it. I just remember the name. Cause I remember, Oh, I remember, I didn't. Really, I wasn't really an expert in the gang war. I just knew that we had Puff Daddy, Mace, and uh, Biggie. But I only knew Biggie's songs, and then Cashmere from uh, Puff Daddy, Godzilla soundtrack, amazing. And then there was. Uh, but I felt like the West Coast. They had all the. They had all the rappers. It was like Easy, Ice Cube, Dre, Snoop. I was like, we need some more people over here. It was interesting growing up on the East Coast. I mean, you know, I remember at one point, I remember Jay-Z had a summer where it just felt like he took over the entire city. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I remember a video, he's like wearing a Spreewell jersey and stuff. And there was definitely a big influence from him. But it's funny how much we enjoyed West Coast rap living in New York. I felt, a couple of white suburbs. But I felt like Jay-Z, like that was after the war ended. Like after that was like, he was like, like he was a New York rapper. They still identify and identified as like New York, East coast, West coast. And he was like, but yeah, that was like, I mean, I'll be honest. That was, that was after the war. New York won. <laughs> Sorry, West coast. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, one. no, one. Won. Um, all right. That, Oh, last question. In the Super Bowl, It's one of the trailers. Lord of the Rings prequel TV series. What were your thoughts? Like, uh, I think both of my wife and I said no in unison. Um, I, I'm, I mean, look, I know that those are big movies. Even the third one got a lot of awards. I was never personally a big fan of Lord of the Rings. I'm not even a big fan of the books. I have read um, those books as well. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, not to say I don't like fantasy. Like, I'm a much bigger fan of, like, the Star Wars universe and that kind of fantasy stuff. For whatever reason, I've never really found... It's just not my jam, I guess. I know there are people in love with that franchise, regardless of what... Whether it's the books or the movies or a TV show. Um, but at this point, I feel like... I mean, I know they split The Hobbit up into a couple movies. I just feel like it's a little bit of overkill at this point. And the Hobbit was the shortest like, book. The, the Hobbit was yeah, the shortest book. And it just it just felt like, look, that we had these great, you know, it's a big trilogy. It's part of the Zeitgeist. It was, they were iconic movies. 
it felt to me like they're kind of trying to milk some money out of this franchise at this point with this TV series. Agreed. It's the same type of cash grab that Hobbit was. Hobbit was the smallest book, and they dedicated 12 hours of film to it. That's that's longer than the entire first trilogy, which were three books, all longer than The Hobbit. And they were long movies. They were long movies. And this is my thing with with I'll be brief here. The first The Hobbit works as a children's story. It's and it still holds up today. Lord of the Rings as high fiction was groundbreaking 80, 90 years ago, hundred years ago when he was writing it when it came out. It, it's not really good now. I've read the books. The books aren't that great. The movies were excellent adaptations, but that was based off IP that had been existing for 80 years and people were friends with the character. This prequel is based off the Silmarillion, which I've read, which is not, it's an encyclopedia. It's not a story. It's not a narrative. It's a list of names and people. I'm not excited. My wife laughed and she's like, oh, you must be excited. And I was like, no, we had a similar reaction to you guys. I, I think this is going to be a flop. Yeah. I mean, again, I know that there's enough fans of that franchise that they're going to get viewers, but at the same time, uh, I, I don't need to go down that path again. Yeah, to your point, yeah, there's going to be fans. There's My question is, there's like apparently the Amazon spent a billion dollars making that series. I just don't know if there's going to be a payoff. Like, is this film, like, I don't know if it needs to be like the next Game of Thrones for that to pay off, or does it just need to be the next Ozark? I, I'm not sure. It's also Amazon. They've got money to spend. Um, My so- read on it was like, I think they kind of see what's going on with Star Wars and Mandalorian and some of these spin-offs that they're starting to do with Star Wars. And I think they want that franchise to kind of be able to have a similar universe and have stories outside the main arcs and stuff. And I mean, I can see that, you know, Lord of the Rings, it, it is a big world and there's a lot of stuff you could do with it, I think. But again, personally, I'm just not as interested in it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think you're right. I think that's the approach. All right, should we wrap up the news now, my man? It was a good, yeah, interesting news bits. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Oscars and whatnot. Um, uh, I do think Power of the Dog is going to come home with a lot of uh, with a lot of wins. I'm rooting for it because it's the only one I saw and liked, so I'm rooting for it. <laughs> I do. I, I really do want to see Licorice Pizza. That's really the one movie that's like on my list. I was surprised there wasn't um, uh, The Last Duel, and I know Denzel got a nomination for Macbeth, but I was, those were the two movies I was a little surprised didn't get a little more. I liked Last Duel. I would have actually, that was better than at least two of the films I saw up there. Like, it, it should have been, I, I think it was a better, more complete film than Dune, too. But I'm not to bash Dune. I like Dune. I, this isn't a, I like Dune. I'm glad it was recognized. I, I just wish other films were recognized as well. Okay. I'm, I'm off my soapbox, Seth. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. <laughs>